0: Why people don't know not to be like, yes, slay, honey, queen. When I walk in, that's weird.
1: Uh, just just to clarify, I assume that when you walk in, a better version is like, hi. Oh my god, right, right, yes. something like that. Hey, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just, just make it sure. I thought of it.
0: Or they'll be like, oh my god, I'm so obsessed with you. I'm like, I didn't do anything.
1: I, I, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with your difference, uh, and I want to make you really aware of it.
0: Right. So it just like doesn't make me horny. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: Dick wipes. Yes, I am telling you about Promescent's new dick wipes. These wipes will help you last longer in bed and take up no more space than a condom. Buy Promescent's new delay wipes today at Promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Are you looking to start a podcast? Want to use audio as a marketing tool for your small business? Enjoy free credits when you use my promo code, Billy, at Libsyn.com. That's Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, or click the link in the show notes.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manor Podcast. what's up you sluts you cucks you bye babes you left lezzies i'm even gonna throw in the side-eyed allies out there this is billy persida and you are listening to the man whore podcast what's up what's up welcome to the show if you're new welcome back if you're not this week's guest i've got on fellow sex positive content creator gabrielle alexa gonna be chatting with her about uh. Play parties, bisexuality, and polyamory in just a little bit. But first, remember when that used to be show dates, people show dates. Ah, uh, one day I'm taking my time. We'll be there. So, I didn't take my time on. Is I did finally shoot with a uh, swoon, Angela Moore. Y'all may remember them from uh, their man whore podcast episode a few weeks back. Finally, shot some really hot content. So, make sure you are following me on my free OnlyFans so you don't miss when those videos drop. And you can follow that at OnlyFans.com slash call me Billy. I went on a first date on uh, Thursday. It's my first, like, first date that didn't have to do with some sort of elaborate Reddit blindfolded leave the doors propped open kind of scene. There was no gangbang involved. There was no meeting in a public place and tapping our toes together to know it's a go. No, just like a like a normal hey, let's go to a bar and grab a drink kind of date. It's been a minute since I've done one of those. <laughs> uh, and wow, when I go on a first date with someone who I perceive to be like far more left leaning, progressive than me, you know, someone who may have an intersection of identities that may have them be a little bit more on guard because, like, you know, my face. I tend to, uh, I don't know, drop a few little virtue signals here and there. I feel like that's, uh, you know, virtue signaling gets a bad rap because a lot of people tend to overdo it, and they do it for their own, like, insecurity, as opposed to me, who I'm just trying to convey, hi, I know what my face looks like, and I know that because of that, you, you may not assume, I believe, X, Y, or Z, so here's just a couple subtle little hints. I find that it tends to let some people's guard down a little bit. Of course, everything can be abused. As as my friends over at Multiamory say, don't weaponize this shit. But if you're a man, if you're a man who may be perceived as a straight guy, if you're a guy who uh, Andrea Allen wouldn't date, a.k.a. you weigh more than like 140 pounds, you know, we we can't live uh, in a vacuum and be like, well, I'm like one of the good guys. I'm never going to hurt. I'm never going to this. Because, uh, you know, the more I have to interact with men in sexual spaces, like OnlyFans and shit, gosh, is it trash. Like, at first I was like, come on, you know, and we're not all like that. But at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, the numbers seem to show that there's at least a good reason to suspect I may think or feel a certain way about certain topics. So, I don't know. I like to drop little things here and there uh on a first date so we kind of get that stuff out of the way. And it's a good thing I did because this person was like, not just like, Le- more left-leaning than me i mean i mean she shared yeah you know like in high school in college i really identified as an anarchist and then i grew up and i was like oh okay wow i had to answer a little questionnaire about how i felt about capital punishment gosh this, it was a little stressful but at the same time she was so like condescending and dummy that like somehow some way don't know how this happened but i uh i fell into subspace at the bar I guess she just scratched the back of my head and called me puppy in just the right tone of voice. It was this weird incantation that next thing I know, I open my eyes and I am in her apartment on her living room floor on my knees, just awaiting instruction. And you know what the instruction was? She just sat in front of me and petted me and gave me like affirmations and told me to take care of myself. What? How dare you tell me to do something like eat kale? But it was really fucking hot. I you know, oh gosh, it's subspace. I do not get to visit often, but when I do, it's like going to a very expensive spa. So we'll see what what sort of adventures may happen with this person. It looks like she may be around for a hot minute. Before I get to this week's guest, Gabriella Alexa, let's do a quick fan horror appreciation moment. Okay, just showed some appreciation for a for a Brazilian chick who put me in the subspace in a public place, and now. Let's show some appreciation for the fan whores who keep this podcast going on Patreon. I want to give a shout out right now to Ryoko Dono. Hey, can you help me cosplay as likable? I need some assistance with that. (laughs) Uh, And you seem like you know what you're doing. Hey, thank you so much for supporting the Man Podcast on Patreon. Thanks for being a member. And I hope that you too know that you can support the manhor podcast for just $2 a month. Yeah, that's all it takes to make my day and make it possible for me to do this full time to write, to create, to podcast, to go on some wild adventures and come back and share them with you. Join Fanhor Nation and become a member today at patreon.com slash manhorpodcast. That's patreon, P A T R E O N dot slash manhorpodcast. And if you want to join Fanhor Nation, but you don't got extra dollars to spare, be sure to join us in the Champagne Room, our super sex positive, super fun, super friendly Discord server. We had a recent question of the day about jealousy and how you handle it, whether you're monogamous or non-monogamous. Because, hey, jealousy, it's not just for the non-monogs. It's for you monogamous people who are worried that your significant other is banging someone at work, too. Introduce yourself today at manhorpotcom slash discord. Uh, by the way, a little note for a lot of you. You know, when you join the discord server, you do have to read the channel that says must read uh, you will not be able to gain access to all the other channels and spaces if you do not read this section that is called must read. It's how we keep the space safe for everybody. That's why when you go to Hacienda, you have to go to that to that consent workshop at 9.30 instead of when the doors open at 10. We all got to read the rules at least once, so we all know we're on the same page, so we all know we're following the same rules. And now for this week's guest, Gabrielle Alexa. You know, what's there to say? Uh, She is a black, bi, poly, sex-positive content creator. She has bylines about sex and dating all over the interweb. She is the author of How to Live with the Internet and Not Let It Ruin Your Life. And uh, and apparently we have the same taste in sex parties. This was a really fun one. It was so fun. We've got a bonus episode coming out tomorrow exclusively on Patreon. We're going to talk even more just about internet dating. She's got an interesting perspective on that as a software developer. Uh, Let's go find out why sex parties are so fucking white with Gabrielle Alexa. Is your New Year's resolution to start that podcast? Could your small business benefit from having its own show? Libsyn has provided podcast hosting services since before they were even called podcasts. That's why the top indie podcasters host their shows with Libsyn. Sometimes people like to go for like a sexy free option, but hey, you get what you pay for. When something goes wrong with my feed, I trust Libsyn's experienced customer support team to take care of it. And they have hosting plans that start at as little as $5 a month. So if you're finally going to buy that Blue Yeti mic and spew your deranged thoughts across the internet, you need a Libsyn account to get it done. And you can get free credits for using my promo code BILLY when you sign up at libsyn.com again use the code billy b-i-l-l-y at libsyn l-i-b-s-y-n or click the link in the show notes to everyone with a dick who likes to last longer in bed you know i've been telling you about Promessence' game-changing delay wipes yeah easy to carry wipes you can pack them with the condoms Swipe one on your cock so you can feel good and enjoy the sexual experience for longer. But did you know that they carry like a whole line of premium sexual wellness products? Yeah, condoms, lubes. I have a whole box of ball wipes in my bathroom for when I bring a date home and I want to quickly freshen up. You don't want to enter subspace with stanky balls. Permescent is really your one-stop shop to be better in bed. I just checked their website again, and it looks like they've teamed up with top sex toy companies like WeVibe to offer even more for your cart. You know, it's like, hey, show up for the delay spray, leave with supplements, lubes, condoms, and toys. I can't think of a better place to shop for a better sexual experience. Be better in bed at Promescent.com. Again, visit Promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot and don't forget to let them know the Man Whore podcast sent you. Now let's get to the show.
0: So I started dating one of my current partners a month before the pandemic. And that was, you know, the most beautiful month of just fun, new relationship energy, sluttiness. And then the pandemic hit, and then we were just closed in our apartment for months. So it felt like like we got super comfortable and super antisocial <laughs> so it was so difficult to then be like okay i think we're gonna start going back on dates with people and so that's why when i went on red table talk i was like oh i still feel very new because i had this huge break in my polyamory but before that i was like exclusively date like dating triad-y situations mm-hmm. or like yeah. And
1: like, you've been doing that for like a while before? For a,
0: for a while. Every once in a while, I would be like, never mind. I'm in love with this one person and I'm going to do monogamy for a second. And then, <laughs> and then it would uh, blow up in my face. And then I'd be like, anyway, so I'm going to go back to what I was doing before this interrupted. And then I had a light bulb moment where I was like, what if I just dated in the way that I date in between monogamous relationships? And I haven't gone back. This has been great.
1: And is the difference like, what if I let myself like the people I casually fuck a little more?
0: Well, I always liked them.
1: Well, I mean, I, it's but, good to like someone you bang. But I mean, like. Right.
0: <laughs> I think that the difference the difference is when I was only joining couples who I don't think had the language of non-monogamy. They were just like, we're looking for a unicorn. And I was like, okay, me. I was never. uh Achieving equality in those relationships. I was just kind of like an accessory to those relationships. So when I stopped um, Dating in that way so like still polyamory still non-monogamy, but not but dating independently of my partners I feel like that is when things shifted
1: How was was that first like uh, dating a couple situation where you you know, you were seeking the equality?
0: Okay, so I just didn't for a while think that it was possible for a couple to do that. At this point now, I think that there are some couples who are probably great at, uh, at, a, at a triad or thruple or whatever the language is for that. Um, but it just seems like there's so many moving parts. There's like three different relationships that you have to cultivate simultaneously plus like one group relationship. And it just doesn't seem... Not that it's not worth it for a certain person, it could be worth it, but I don't think that it's worth it for the amount of work you have to put in, at least for my life. At least for me.
1: Yeah, a lot of people will be like, "Well, wow, that sounds like a lot of work," and then it's like, "Well, yeah, you have to determine if like you want to do that work for that outcome, or if it's like not worth it." You know, and for some, it's it is some, it's not. You know, for me, I I'm I love heavy conversations because like I was like trained to do that for four years of a weird alternative boarding school, and and so I was like, "Cool!" Like, wait, we all don't just talk about our feelings for three hours at a time with each other, right?
0: <laughs> I, and I love that with like one partner, but I feel like it's so difficult when you have three different people with three different agendas plus, like, one group agenda to consider. And I'm not saying I would never, ever consider a couple in that way again, but I would just be a lot more intentional about it. Mm. So... I haven't since then, and it has really benefited my life, so it's hard to be like, ooh, a couple.
1: <laughs> well, I'm here right now with Gabrielle Alexa, a, a fellow sex-positive content creator, um, author of the book, How to Survive the Internet.
0: How to Live with how to, the Internet sorry, how to live and with Not internet. Let It Run Your Life. Sorry, right. when I
1: think about being on the internet, I'm just thinking about like, um, how do I survive on here without breaking my brain? <laughs>
0: I broke my brain for a little bit, but then I came back, you know, so I wrote a book about that experience, <laughs>
1: is does dating come up much in that
0: of course dating comes up a lot in fact i i wish i could even go back and add more to it because now i work for a dating app and i have even more are
1: you allowed to say which app you work for no
0: yeah. but i work for a dating app and Love i feel MBAs. like i've <laughs> oh my god i should like care about ndas but i i mean i have a finsta who does it hey. and my finsta knows everything like if they wanted to betray me they could So maybe I should take NDAs a little bit more seriously Hmm.
1: I think I fucked up starting using the internet Because I thought we were sincerely supposed to just overshare And so it's too late for me to have the Finsta Because I feel like I put so much shit I shouldn't have out on the main So I'm like kind of leaning into like I guess I'm just someone who is on main uh, for better or for worse
0: Well It's not like my Finsta is, like, sex stuff, because that's my main. Uh, (laughs) That's – I put my feelings on my Finsta. That's what – I'm like, oh, that's too much. I don't want people to know about those. I
1: mean that. Yeah. I mean, I used (laughs) to do that on Twitter, and people would be like, are you sad? I'd be like, I mean, I'm trying to be funny about it, but, like (laughs) –
0: No, same. And I wish someone would have been like, hey, girl, you are sad. You should – do something about that because i went on antidepressants bitch it's completely different i didn't even know i was depressed like when my psychiatrist was like so we're gonna start you on zoloft i was like i really don't need that i really just want ritalin or adderall like whichever one you want to do and he was like okay what if we did that one after the zoloft like we'll check back in i was like okay and then a couple weeks passed and i was like hey you were spot on with the zoloft my bad <laughs> Oops.
1: how long you been rocking the zoloft
0: oh my god i'm on like a month and a half now
1: Oh, it's, like, really new.
0: Real new. Ooh, and now I'm, I wish I could take back all my depressed tweets. My bad. <laughs> Somebody should have reached out.
1: Are you already seeing effects, like, in your dating life with that? I also Dang. hear things about, like, with with, with drugs like that. Sometimes, I don't know how Zoloft is, but I just, you know, you obviously hear about antidepressants and libido, so I didn't...
0: Well, I still have libido. It's really hard to come. Ugh. That, I,
1: that's the side effect?
0: Yeah, like, I... I Wish I could come at the same intensity that I used to, but happiness is actually invaluable. So <laughs> who knew?
1: That's in, that's so interesting because I feel uh, you know it, it, I think some people you you propose the hypo the, the hypothetical you choose happiness or coming hard, and people think they want to choose coming hard. I'm-
0: oh no! I told my psychiatrist <laughs> I want to still come, and he was like, "We can revisit if it's a significant problem." And it's not a significant problem. I can still come. Just like I used to come for no reason, like I was, <laughs> you know, it was like really easy. Like I could like, you know, kind of like think my way into an orgasm, and now I'm like, oh, I have to like work at an orgasm. I'm
1: am so sorry for the new struggle to be added to your life.
0: It's a way better struggle than being depressed. Yeah. Who knew? So well, yeah.
1: What got, what got you to finally get onto antidepressants?
0: Um, my cousin passed away, and I was really sad about it. But mm. I was like, well shit happens like we all have things to be sad about so i don't think that this is an unusual thing but i was leaning a lot on my friends and my partners and uh they were like you should talk to a psychiatrist and then i spoke to my therapist and she was like you should talk to a psychiatrist and i was like fine i'll go to the fucking (laughs) psychiatrist and then the psychiatrist was like yes you should be on Zoloft." and then i like checked back in with everyone and i was like did you guys know i was depressed and they were like yeah (laughs) 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 Woo!
1: (laughs) Did, I mean, like, did you know, like? Have your partner's been noticing a difference or anything like that?
0: Yes, they're like, "Wow, you're really happy now." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, so they were just like, they were knowingly be like, "I guess I'm just like dating the sad woman."
0: Apparently, honestly, yeah, yeah. And then I remember telling a story where I was like, "Oh, like this person pulled me out of my depression," and my girlfriend was like, "Oh, uh, okay." And then so now she's like, "Yeah, you said that," and I was like, "Oh, she doesn't know she's depressed." <laughs> Anyway, I feel way better now. And I do still have a libido. I'm going to a sex party tonight. Like, who?
1: Where are you going?
0: I'm going to Hacienda. I'm you? going to Hacienda. Oh, my God. It's so annoying.
1: <laughs> 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 That's the first time that this has happened. And I am actually genuinely surprised. It's taken 400 plus episodes for it to be like, are we going to the same orgy tonight? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow that is uh that's how long you've been going to hacienda
0: i only went once before i had uh, been to other v- venues but this is my second time at hacienda specifically and it's like you know
1: okay that's a, where else do you go if you're able to share i names?
0: am i am not going anywhere else i'm like shopping i really do want like a very queer poc sex party so mm-hmm. i sometimes when i go to hacienda and i like it. it's a very beautiful i mean decadent environment oh yeah but I'm always like, there's only three black people here. I don't want to yeah. be one of three. And then all the black people kind of like link up in the corner like, hey, like, do you guys want to fuck tonight or you want to come back later? And it's always like, "Ugh, like, I want there to be a lot more diversity in my options when I go out because I fuck white people. But like, <laughs> I don't want to only fuck white people. <laughs> like, Holy shit. So I'm shopping around right now for like a queer POC space. So mm. that's why I, I don't, I'm not tied to any. Place that's how I was like ugh,
1: you're I, you're a, you're a sex party free agent
0: right now. Right. Well, I'm going to Hacienda to tonight. Right, right, there's right. no weather. I don't. Oh, no, know
1: yeah, you're, you're shopping around. You're letting people uh, want, sort of uh, you know uh, put on their best face for you and be like, oh, we're gonna see which one hits. I do know is like you know because that's definitely a, a frequent uh, f- piece of feedback I hear for people who want like in the New York sex party scenes like it's very white. It's just so um, white. It's not as white as Swingerland, but it's still pretty white.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I've only really been to spaces that were really white. And I just keep hearing that there's like, a pop-up party or something here and there that people go to and they'll be like, it was so great to have like Like so many- Wink.
1: Like Wink will like do pop-ups. I think that one's like queer POC but they don't have like a venue. They will like throw it at like... They have like thrown one at Hacienda or at some mm-hmm. other place.
0: Something like that, yeah. But I mean, they're also because they are typically pop-ups more expensive. So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm shopping around. I'll find a place. I know yeah. I'll find my home. <laughs> but,
1: like, wh- is, but like, you know, it's not that like, you know, only white people want to go to sex parties, right? It's like, but why right. then? are so many sex parties out of here so white.
0: I think my feeling when I go to white spaces that are uh, not perhaps aware of their whiteness (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. they see me walk in, they're like, Oh my God. Yes. Queen slay, honey. Like, I can't wait. Like you're so curvy, love your hair. And I'm like, all right, I gotta go. (laughs) I have to leave. So I feel like that is probably happening like a lot of different micro times. And that is what pushes people away. Like, you know, it's and it's hard. I imagine it's hard to change that culture. Like you're not doing like racial equity lessons before the sex party, but it's like white people don't know not to be like, "Yes, slay, honey, queen." When I walk in, that's weird.
1: Uh, just just to clarify, I assume that when you walk in, a better version is like, "Hi." Oh my god! Right, right, something like that. Hey,
0: how are you? Yeah.
1: Okay, just just make it sure. I thought it.
0: Or they'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm so obsessed with you." I'm like, "I didn't do anything."
1: I'm just here. (laughs) 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 I'm obsessed with your difference, uh, and I want to make you really aware of it.
0: Right. So it just like doesn't make me horny.
1: (laughs) Of course, I would imagine so annoying but like you know like what like i mean not that like you are responsible to like change such things yet but we are on the podcast i'm just like is there anything like you think uh like somewhere like hacienda or any sort of like play party community if they realize that about themselves like are there things that can be done to help with that is it kind of like a lost cause when the ball's already moving and like a space just needs to start from the ground up like
0: i don't think it's a lost cause i think hiring people like if your staff is diverse that already um, mm-hmm. sets a, a tone for the space and uh, setting rules about safety as they apply to people of color. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, accessibility information when you announce events and like incorporating all of that into your marketing, that would already like be a huge step forward. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else, you know, just off the cuff, but I'm, the cuff. I feel like that there are a whole bunch of things that could be done. And I don't mean to say that I don't think Hacienda is doing them. Because I think oh, to a degree yeah. they have started. I don't know.
1: I see them trying to make some attempts. Um right. as, as much as you would see that people try to, you know. Right. Uh, but it's like what to – like I've never heard someone, uh, you know, reply – like um, – refer to like say uh like safety standards or safety talks like but in the realms of how it applies to race we always think about like in consent like physical safety like how are we going to make sure everyone's like physically saved or someone's not like maybe not being physically unsafe but they're still being like kind of fucked up creepy you we, know, they like, give and,
0: a whole seminar when you right. go to hacienda the first time right mm-hmm. like all they had to do i gotta was go have... to it
1: tonight for my girlfriend oh man so her first one.
0: <laughs> oh my god i get to meet her oh, yeah. but yeah they go through all of that and then the end of it They could just be like, and now you shouldn't go touch a black person's hair who's in the space. That'd be weird. That would be nice to say. That'd be really helpful. Or like even commenting on my hair makes it difference. Mm -hmm. Being like, oh my God, like, is that like, is that a wig? Is that like, don't say anything about anyone's hair. I wish like you could just slide that in at the end of the consent workshop and I think it would fit. So like, I went to the first sex party, not the first, like the first New York sex party that I went to. I was like, mm, this is weird. I'm gonna go get food. And they were like, we'll come with you. And I was like, please don't fall. I was like, I'm just gonna go to the McDonald's and come back. They're like, oh my god, people all go with you to McDonald's. Like,
1: you were gonna have McDonald's like mid sex party.
0: I like wanted a snack, like to, to make myself feel better about the environment. And I was like, I'm gonna go get fries. And they were like, oh my god, we'll all go get fries. I was like, I didn't ask for company on my secret French fry mission. Oh, my God.
1: You walk into a room and everyone just thinks like, well, you're clearly the cool person then.
0: <sighs> it's, it's a great responsibility, you know.
1: <laughs> is, it, is it tiring to be so cool? Uh, annoyingly, right? Like- yeah.
0: Anyway, we got the fries. We came back and then I was like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Yeah. But Hacienda has food. So you know, I don't have Hacienda to leave. Hacienda
1: goes all out on food.
0: Oh my god, Hacienda has the best food. I was I could go just for the food and be like I had a good time.
1: And worth the price of oh, like worth the price of admission. Like who where else could you eat food surrounded by people fucking? That ass. Like good food.
0: Yeah, like I mean I might like, you know, try to grab a city or two, but like, you know, just for food and music. It's a lit lit night. We are not sponsored by Hacienda. I'm so sorry. It's just so funny that you're going.
1: It's, it's, well, cause like, so, you know, it's, I totally get it when you say you're shopping around. Like, we're, you know, shopped around for different reasons, but, you know, Hacienda was the first proper play party I'd been to. It was my first group sex encounter, but my first like play party. And, Right off the bat, it was the vibe I needed. It's low key. You can hang out. Just like you said, you could go just for the food and like hang out with some people. Mm-hmm. Never take your clothes off and have a great time. Yeah. And that's what I need. Because like I said, like I'm not good in like a high pressure fuck environment. I don't like to feel like I need to do a thing to fit in. And, and just Hacienda was that right away. So I never really went to many other parties. Like I I know of a lot of other parties, but I don't go because I'm like, I, I found my people. I found, I found the place I want to be at. And yeah. so, I mean, like, I hope Hacienda ends up being that for you, but I hope more importantly that you find whatever the party is that like, you're like, this is, yeah. this is it.
0: Well, even if I do find, you know, my, my forever home <laughs> in terms of play parties, I think I'll still go back to Hacienda. Yeah. Like it's a gorgeous venue and I love their consent education and I see they have like classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to pop in like not to fuck people, <laughs> like, just to see a class or two, but i will still continue to shop around for now and before i went to anything in new york i had been invited to a pr trip to hedonism in jamaica uh. they don't have no consent education no rules like i was like everyone's fucked up because there's a resort and i had i went into the playroom just to see what it was like i mean beautiful playroom in there mm. um and this girl comes out to me and she's like do you like girls and i was like oh my god Absolutely. What's up? And she was like, "Do you want to fuck me and my man?" And I was like, "No, I would love to fuck you, but I don't want to fuck you and your man." And she was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And I left, came back. She's like, "Are you sure you don't want to fuck Ugh. me? Are you sure you don't want to fuck my man?" So then finally, she's like, "You can just fuck me." And I was like, "Ugh, all right, let's go." <laughs> and then we're like, you know, fucking a little bit. We're like not even fully fucking. We're like half fucking. And then I see her man like around the corner, like like peeking around the wall to check. T- he's like, "Is it time Yeah, <laughs> Oh, he and said that like that well that's the vibe that, that i got he didn't actually say it but i could like that's He's holding what it,
1: a condom peeking out be like no. Right. like okay.
0: right and then so then she was she pulled back to be like oh like are you sure you don't want to like she was trying to get me like horny and then ask and i was like oh now i don't want to fuck you anymore we got yeah. this huge fight and i i was with i don't know if you know sophie i feel like you probably know sophie st sophie. thomas
1: oh yeah yeah she's been on the show i got her book somewhere in there
0: oh nice yeah, yeah. uh and sophie was like are you good i was like no i'm mad i was a little torn so i was like i am mad and then i walked around the resort and i was so mad that i just like kept meeting strangers and telling them what happened being like oh this fucking unicorn hunters so the next day at breakfast everyone has breakfast in the same room and i walk into breakfast and everyone's like hey bitch are you okay because you were screaming up and down the resort about unicorn hunters for three hours i was like oh my god my fault
1: i went to a desire resort and a similar thing it's like the most they'll do with like consent stuff is like hey, like, please, pretty, please don't rape anybody. But like, that's really about it. That's about it. We're not going to really define what that is because that may give us liability. But just like, you know, pretty, please. And so it's like, it's uncomfortable. And and, and those resorts are so, it's such like an amalgamation of types because you got like the typical swingers. Mm -hmm. You got people who are just going to go because they're like, hey, we want to be somewhere sexy. Maybe we'll have a threesome or something by accident. But whatever. You got people who are just like, experienced sluts you got the like really ethical sex pause types the poly people Mm -hmm. um who by the way i didn't realize swingers sometimes i've i met so many swingers who were intimidated by poly people because they're nervous that the poly people will steal one of the partners for love like someone said hey we're poly but we don't we're not using that word here because people may not want to just fuck us because they think we're gonna fuck them to try to date them because we're poly what
0: now we got reverse stigma but anyway (laughs) great yeah
1: love invited um but those resorts are just kind of wild because like i think people who go to a hacienda versus someone who goes occasionally to say like a caligula type of place versus an oh you know a florida swinger florida swingers who vote for trump they all have these different views on what consent is and what is like good etiquette and such and how to approach a third in like a way that's yeah, we want to fuck a, uni- we want a unicorn, but like, we don't want to be assholes about it. Mm-hmm. And no one's getting on the same page. And I, so, you know, I like Hacienda, this thing where, hey, we're going to, for tonight, we're all going to be on this page. Whatever page you do at home, this is the Hacienda page at Hacienda tonight. Um, I think right. more parties should do that. You know, where the, there should be an NSFW page. you go to NSFW, this is the page you're there. Please.
0: <laughs> what happened?
1: <laughs> they can't, they can't see what I saw. I saw it. I enjoyed seeing what I saw. would love to hear more if you're comfortable. <laughs>
0: I, I don't, you know, I just don't bangs with them. I don't know if they've realized, but I, you know, I don't like, I don't like the page they're on.
1: What what kind of page is it that you don't like?
0: So I, did that I didn't like the white people. They, and I know a lot of other black people have complained about the same weird vibe there. Mm-hmm. And... They have done a lot of shit to people in the sex positive community. That seems very exploitative or trying to cover things up. And I just I don't bank with it. You know I don't go to NSFW. But also they're in the city. Is so far. All right.
1: So those resorts have a, have can sometimes have a similar vibe. And again, people on different pages. Mm. So what what else? I haven't been the Hianism. I don't know if you've been the Desire. But um, what anything else notable about uh, Hianism? You think we should know? You were there to write a piece uh, or something? Yeah, I was there to
0: write a piece. But I will say that you're right. They have so many different types of (laughs) non-monog... people there and i think it's very geared towards the type of old person who has no idea what sex positivity is because they're not online and they're like this is their like first vacay and they're just like ooh, let's add a little spice to our relationship so they i think want the staff to kind of push them out of their comfort zone Mm -hmm. versus i don't want to be pushed out of my comfort zone i'm exactly where the fuck i want to be and i'm coming in with like a clear intent because that's what consent is for me is knowing what I want before I come in and then Mm -hmm. trying to honor that while I'm in the space. So I don't want anyone to be like, are you sure? Come on, let's go. Like, I don't want anyone on a microphone asking me to step up on a stage. And like (laughs) I don't want to play any like weird, weird icebreaker games to like listen the mood. Like, I already know what my desires and intentions are. And I just want them to be respected. And they don't have that atmosphere at all.
1: Mhm mhm I think that's the big one. I and and that's whether I'm on like a a first date or something or at a resort. It's like I just if I have I my what I have in mind, I just want my limits respected that I say. I just don't know why that's
0: it's it's not complicated yeah so like like,
1: if someone says a limit to me like i might i think there's always room for a one are you sure depending on the thing but like anything past that do you really want to convince someone the fuck i don't want to convince someone fuck. that's not hot
0: (laughs) and i will say that a lot of the older people who are going there they are going to be convinced like they want someone to give them permission Mm -hmm. to do something bad yeah and it's uh, like they're like consenting to that uh Interaction, but I'm not. So I wish that there was like more of a clear definition of the space.
1: Mm-hmm. What was your introduction to group sex or play parties?
0: That was my intro. That oh, with hedonism,
1: was the first yeah. time you were around like a bunch of naked people like that?
0: Yeah. Wow. I was like, ooh, free trip. <laughs> they were like, come to hedonism. We're doing an influencer cooking competition. Um, to make jerk chicken my family is from the caribbean okay. so like jerk chicken is something i knew how to make very young so i was like i could beat some white people at jerk chicken like <laughs> sure i lost honestly which Ow. was so disrespectful oh Ow. Ow. <laughs> the annoying unicorn hunter was like the table over for me competing as well and i was like oh this bitch how,
1: and how did it feel like being naked in front of a, like how being there in that kind of group sexual environment for the first time
0: well, at first I was excited. I was like, this is the best day of my life. I can't fucking believe it. It just felt like, like, um like it felt like I was feeding my inner child because it was like, it was also an all-inclusive resort. I've never been to an all-inclusive resort before. So I was like, I can just go to the bar and get a drink and then like drop it and then get another drink. If you go to the beach, there's like towels on the beach. It felt like there was just like a little assist, invisible assistant running around behind me just like anticipating my needs and i was like this is the best day of my life but as soon as i left the resort and i was reflecting i was like oh my god i was like naked in front of strangers and then i had this whole shame spiral on the plane oh no i know and then at least
1: it came afterwards
0: yeah i was like you could because then you're at the airport and everyone has fucking clothes on and you're like what the fuck is happening
1: it's like the same people you're like
0: not no it's not the same it's like now you're at the airport with someone's grandma and they're like (laughs) sitting around and you're just like oh so the fantasy is like over and i feel like that like vibe shift is like very jarring for the first time. Absolutely. And so I was on my the plane and I was like, I just have I'm not doing okay. Like all the influencers are like, it's okay. And then I got home, I wrote a poppin' piece about it, and then I really worked through that. And now I go to sex parties.
1: Sick. <laughs> <laughs> and and now you're also practicing polyamory.
0: What does practiced mean though? You know what I mean? Mm,
1: fair. Uh, I think of it as like, say, I have the capacity to have multiple romantic relationships. I have the capacity to like love more than one person at the same time. My present relationship, we're, we're doing non-monogamy, but we're not opening it up for other romantic connections mm-hmm. uh, in very large part. This is her first proper non-monogamous relationship, so mm-hmm. I'm not trying, not trying to- No rush. Yeah, there's no rush. Can always open things back up, right? Uh, you can always start too fast. I don't think you can ever start too slow because you can always just like accelerate uh, more. I
0: think you could start too slow. If you're like uh, setting training wheel boundaries and then just letting those be boundaries forever, that could oh. be too slow.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it, if it's too it's slower than what you need, but I think there's I think there can be more harm. Tell me if you disagree, if you started way too fast than needed versus like if you start a little slow and then you can you wanted to rev up. I feel like it's harder to slow things down. I, I think it's harder sometimes to put shit back in a box mm. than to like open the box faster or something like that.
0: You know, maybe I'm an idealist, but I do Please. think if you have great communication that you could go in either direction and be okay as long as, you, like, the way that you're talking is respectful and as long as you're, like, you know, making sure not to make your discomfort your partner's responsibility. But also as long as, that, as the partner is, like, your discomfort is not my responsibility, but also I care about you, so how can we make this work i feel like as long as you have that you can go in either direction and you'll be okay
1: that's such a hard part and that's actually something i'm struggling with right now where your partner's my the partner's discomfort is not my responsibility and i want to support Mm -hmm. can you like share a little bit more on that like what does that all mean to you and what's the differentiation of that
0: i so i just want to i never said that i was good at it i just (laughs) i just said that that as long as as that is the case i think you know
1: have you had some growing pains with that of
0: course. Yeah. I um I think I'm a recovering people pleaser. So mm-hmm. it's so hard when someone is expressing discomfort, even if they're saying that it's not your responsibility, you're like, "Oh, like well, okay, I can be a little bit more cautious in this area and I can go a little slower in this area." But it, you know, you want an egalitarian relationship and you want your partners to feel free to do their stuff. But if you're being cautious because you want to respect their discomfort, but then they are still doing non-monogamy then you're now you resent them you're like you got to go on four dates this week and I didn't have any discomfort but like then as soon as I went you I had to help you with your discomfort and that is so stressful so then you know at first I was like this is so unfair but then I was like but at the end of the day like what by people pleasing how did I contribute to this problem and how can I take my power back and still provide care and support but also like not breed resentment in my relationship and i think that's uh, like i'm trying to i hope i'm making it clear that this is two people's work and it's not just Uh. one person being discomfort facing discomfort while the other person is just a people pleaser like there's like a give and take
1: especially when one person quote-unquote didn't do something wrong right Right? it's like no one broke a rule it's still someone's still feeling uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. And then like towing that line of like, I want to enjoy the thing I'm very much allowed to do. And I want to take care of this person, preferably after I'm done ex- having my own individual encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and also so that this person over here does not feel like me completing and enjoying this encounter is a continuing, some sort of continuation of disrespect towards them.
0: Right. right, right, right,
1: right. That's really tough to kind of talk out and talk through.
0: It's okay. You'll just have like an eight-hour processing conversation and then you'll be like, oh my God, I love you. And they'll be like, oh my God, I love you too. And then you'll have sex and it'll be fine.
1: So so those eight-hour processing conversations are not red flags to you?
0: Well, I move through them a lot faster now. And I think... I think there is a lot of pressure to just, like, figure it all out in one take. And you don't actually have to do that. Like, you don't have to keep talking <laughs> until someone feels like there is a resolution. Sometimes you need to think for some time before there is a resolution. So I think there's also that. It's like, it's like maybe we need to put this on pause and come back to this tomorrow. How can we just be communicative?
1: Hmm. When you decided to, like, do more of polyamory, like, more purposeful like re- multiple romantic relationships uh was there anything like you tried to like learn or take in to kind of get ready for that transition did you feel like you were pretty already well versed in communication from all these uh all those threesomes you were having uh like <laughs>
0: yeah well and i live in new york so it's like all my friends were polyam or non monog or cheating so it was like <laughs> you know, or sluts so it was like I think a lot of my work was accelerated by the spaces that I was occupying. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, I have to try it for myself. There's only so much research you can do before you know what your capacity for something is or like what your discomfort is going to be. And, uh,
1: But I'm sure having all those friends sounds like you had this like these like resources and support systems that were also well versed in the thing. Like, you know, there are people who can be an emotional support, but if they don't know much about, say, non-monogamy, there's, like, a, there's a limit on how much help they can offer.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah. Have you ever told, <laughs> like, a normal polyam problem to your monog friend from childhood, and they're like, I don't even know what the fuck you're doing, but I, <laughs> but like, support, but, like, I, I cannot help you in this yeah. problem.
1: Like, my girlfriend, all of her friends, like, she's got one friend who, like, is, uh, is a single one, but all of her other friends are in, like, multi-year monogamous, oh, some no. of them marriages. Oh, no. And I'm, so I'm just, like, I you know, I, you know, I, I throw some, here's some books, here's some podcasts if you want whatever not too much not pushy but even i'm like hey how about like even if you can get into like a facebook group a discord server if you can get into some sort of digital community
0: digital communities there's some good discord servers i really like how people are using discord to to create like sex positive spaces and i wish i had the bandwidth to have my own but i don't i've learned (laughs) um i tried it but i also um i see that there's like a lot of meetups and stuff here in new york i'm going to one on monday i think monday tuesday this Mm -hmm. week and i think that's important too it's like even if you don't have a friend that you can call in an emergency to be able to just share space with other non monog people and like be able to vent or just hear other people's stories that's important
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and it also helps you know like Okay, there, here's other people where it's working. Like the thing I'm struggling through works, though, as evidenced by all these people around me, or all people in this server, or this Facebook group, or this group chat, or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and you get to hear that they like been through the same thing too. I think it's really easy to think like, oh God, I'm having this struggle, and I'm like the only one who's had this struggle in this thing. Right. I'm the only one who's felt jealous in this way, and oh no, and, but it's like. Nah, like plenty of people have. But right. you just don't hear about it often. You'll hear about it at the office.
0: And there is a culture online of all these new like non monogamy accounts acting like They don't experience jealousy or like I think just focusing on like, oh, like my husband came home and he had just been on seven dates in a row. I haven't seen him in two weeks, but I was so happy for him. (laughs) It's like, all right. That's like toxically
1: positive. Like,
0: right. It's like, let's get rid of the toxic positivity. How are you guys moving through it? What are your um, agreements? Like, how are you? Are you experiencing discomfort at all? Or what was the pre-work that allowed you to be comfortable with that? Because I'm sure people would be comfortable in that context, but I'm sure that they did work in their relationship or work in their personal lives to get there so what was that work yeah don't just skip to the part where everything's all gravy
1: yeah i think there's like yeah so many people don't want to feel and i'm noticing that like amongst us millennials and amongst the gen zers like oh gosh i do not want to feel a bad emotion ever um we were (laughs) uh, we were a very overdiagnosed generation and but it's like Yo, like, bad feelings are just part of living. That's part of human interaction. It's like, how are we going to handle when we're in them? Are we going to be toxic? Or are we going to be, like, try to be healthy when we're sad? Uh, and, not, you know, it's not bad if you've experienced a bad emotion. Just, like, you have to get through. And you have to have bad emotions to make the good emotions good. Good emotions w- are are not as good as they are if there isn't, like, a bad on the other side of it. Otherwise, you're kind of living in this very narrow realm of, like, meh. Mm-hmm. Or you could be, like, ah, all the way to, ah, you know. And, and, and I don't know. Me, I think that's a more full life. So that's why I'm always, like, I will take the bad shit because I know there's always, like, on the other end, this, like, sort of uh, balanced, super awesome one. Yeah. I
0: will say that whenever I do experience jealousy or discomfort – it is a great reminder that I like my partners. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I'm experiencing this because I like them. I don't want to lose them. And um, I don't know if this is because I am dating great people <laughs> and I have great taste or if it's because of my polyamory. But I, this is the first time I've been in like really like long-term stable partnerships. And I'm, I'm just like, wow, like happy. I don't feel like bored. I'm not like, oh, meh. Like we're just like this boring couple. I feel like super exciting and i feel like my life has thrill and stuff but it also has those comfortable moments and i don't know how monogamous people like what are they doing to install that in their relationships <laughs> i can't even figure it out
1: someone uh, I'll, I'll just say someone in someone close to me said recently that their therapist asked as like they're working through some stuff they were like well what do you think the benefits of monogamy are and I was just,
0: I was like, I would be fascinated to hear someone's response.
1: I'd read a whole book because like, I can't imagine it's longer than a pamphlet at best, but like, I'm happy to hear, it. sorry, monogamous people, like y'all are valid. I promise. But like, I'm confused by you and that's okay. <laughs>
0: I do, yeah. I don't think everyone is, is good at polyamory or non-monogamy. So it's not that I'm trying to demand that the world shift to an entirely like non-monogamous structure, but what? What is the benefit of monogamy? Yeah. Like, at least in my life, I would be like, okay, so now we both don't fuck people. Does that guarantee that we have a really strong partnership? Nope. No, I dated so many people, and I think I fucking hated them. Like, I think in those (laughs) relationships, I didn't like the people that they were. I feel like we were both just like, we don't like each other, so we're just going to make each other into our project for this year. And that's not (laughs) an intentional, communicative, connective relationship.
1: What was the last monogamous relationship you were in, and what and, and how'd that how'd that go? Obviously, it ended.
0: <laughs> okay, so like I dated this girl. She was fine. That was it. She, uh, we. I don't think we had a lot in common. So, and she was very controlling and like possessive from very early on.
1: Monogamous, v- right? Hmm.
0: But. Well, not that that's synonymous with monogamous, but, like, she was, like... No, but
1: just that, like, being monogamous did not prevent any sort of jealous feelings from being, making her be a little possessive and controlling over you.
0: Correct, right. Yeah. So I had already been, like, fucking couples before that, right? So for me, I was like, I am choosing monogamy. And I think when I do that, it breeds a lot of resentment if that person is not fulfilling their end of the deal because i was like bitch i made sacrifices i could have been getting dp'd <laughs> and you did what so she was cheating and i <laughs> she tattooed me though hey
1: oh God, gay shit how, how the fuck is that <laughs> does that hurt to look at on some days
0: no i had my other my actual tattoo artist like touch it up so now it more feels like
1: you know, your own okay right good. you know
0: what i mean and i you know I'm-
1: look at least you didn't tattoo her name onto you you know that oh one. i
0: would have never let that happen and she also had her ex's name tattooed on her so the first How'd time you feel about that so for the first couple times we fucked she was covering it up with makeup i was like bitch that is so dramatic <laughs> like you <laughs> uh, anyway she was really possessive really you know and she lied a lot she and then at one point when i had started like i was like you know polyamory is really good for me so i was like have you considered polyamory since you have not been faithful in a relationship like since childhood and she was like i just like cheating and i was like bitch what the fuck who likes cheating so then she ghosted me got married then texted me sorry i ghosted you and got married then said her and her wife were separating so we fucked i was like let me just i was like hey girl and then they're still not divorced, so <laughs> I'm stupid. So that was my last monogamous relationship question mark. And then before that, I dated a man. So sorry. He was great. He was like he was a like a benevolent misogynist. You know what I mean? Like he hmm. was always like paying for things, very gentlemanly. Um, but he imagined like a future where I would stop dressing the way that I do. I th- and I. Th- out clothes that i had in that relationship which was pretty wild and he really wanted to like settle down and like get married and uh i was like i haven't even ate pussy yet so you're gonna have to wait a little bit unless you're trying to open up this relationship temporarily Mm -hmm. and he was like i really don't want to do that and then like immediately broke up with me (laughs) and i was so heartbroken i was like maybe if i hadn't been Such a slut. I would be married to him. And now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, thank God I didn't get married.
1: We were talking actually off mic before. So you were on Red Table Talk.
0: I was. Oh, I hope you saw
1: it. Everyone do a a little golf clap for for Gabrielle for... for golf uh, for, for for red table talk and and you mentioned how like they they did some cutting because i hey, hate that happens on these types of shows whatever but you talk about jealousy and how you felt like um what they cut you to say was like a little more simple more simplistic than how you felt on the topic yeah.
0: yeah on the show i'm saying like that i don't experience jealousy basically but i don't think i meant i don't experience jealousy as in the feeling i meant like the physical manifestations of jealousy and what so- are the physical
1: manifestations of jealousy
0: So I think when I was in monogamous relationships, I had a lot of like, if I'm making this sacrifice, this should have been a hint. But I was like, if I'm going to make this sacrifice, you better be making this sacrifice too. So when it seemed like I was being cheated on, I'd be like, I will go through this person's phone. Like, I'm going to look at their like Snapchat location or like you develop all these like tools of checking up on a human being. And it honestly is like mentally exhausting. I think about... Like, how much mental energy I was spending on, like, where is this person right now? Where are they now? Who are they talking to? And it's, like, it didn't protect me in any way from being lied to or or t- for relationship agreements being betrayed. And it just, like, was, like, busy work. It kept me just busy. And I'm not getting paid to stalk my partners. So I was surprised that like when someone is actually communicating with me and it's like, Hey, I really care about you. Um, I'm going to go on a date tonight and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm going to watch like my little sci-fi shows that you don't like to watch. Great. And like, I, I know what I'm consenting to and I know what the boundaries of that is, are, um, I don't have that same, like, let me look through someone's phone. Like, cause why would I need to, I already have all the information. Um, so that's what i was trying to convey on red table talk and when it was cut i was just like yeah and i just found like now i'm polyamorous and i don't experience jealousy at all which is not accurate to my experience obviously like a bitch gets jealous like i'm a human being but
1: it's wild because i feel like jada would have been all about the like i'm making sacrifices you better make i don't know i felt like she could have gotten into that like uh that kind of mantra i feel like she could then co-opted and turned into a hashtag um
0: <laughs> i am so confused because aren't they
1: didn't they they like are but they won't they won't just they won't, say, like, it. say it and their, their kids will say it about themselves because i think both the kids like aren't oh, monogamous
0: yeah well willow came out as yeah. polyamorous on the show and i was like yes bitch but yeah. like
1: and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure the son's like also not a monogamous person for sure but he, like he's
0: not interesting enough for me to know anything
1: about what he's doing so sorry uh, like <laughs> but <laughs> but, <laughs> it, but like they, they're like well are they are they come on just say
0: right so even when even when i was on set i was like so is someone gonna confirm or deny for me and it was the same energy on set where they were like well have you been on google i'm like yeah i've seen the headlines but like what's the real tea and they were like well tell me something like give me some information like stop don't wink like i need a yes or no just like Blink twice if it's yes.
1: Something. <laughs> you're like you're watching interviews with Will Smith, just like look, just trying to decode his eye blinking. Be like, are you trying to send a message, buddy? It's okay. <laughs> I can't tell which. I think did Jada cheat? I feel like because it's clear like somebody cheated and sparked something.
0: I don't think, I think so. I think they were open. I like genuinely. I mean, I'm still confused because sometimes the headlines will be like they were open, or sometimes they'll say something that and they're like they were open, and then sometimes they'll say something that's like, no, we were monogamous, and I'm like. What the fuck is the truth?
1: Yeah, and and so you were saying like you don't, yeah, of course you're. As uh, uh, to to quote you, uh, a bitch gets jealous, right? A bitch gets jealous. And so like, how do you process your own jealousy when you do feel it?
0: I think I'm just like, ooh, I feel jealous. Anyway, I'm gonna go play video games. I don't know. It's like not like process sounds like you know that there's like more to it.
1: It's not that deep for you.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm gonna go watch a movie.
1: And then, like you know, by the credits, you're like, yeah, I think I'm alright.
0: And then I'm not even thinking about it. I have ADD, so maybe that's it. I just like confused myself. Now I'm like, oops, I what was I thinking about? That could be it. Sorry. No, that's okay. I started watching this great sci-fi show, and just I'll just rewatch that season
1: that's dope that's dope uh gabrielle thanks for thanks for chatting with us. thanks for making some time hey. uh i know my table's not red uh, or a circle <laughs> or anything fun like that uh, i know uh, but you know i'm happy you're still at it uh but where could people go to find you and follow you and uh keep an eye out for your uh, your next book
0: i am gab alexa on all platforms my website was hacked but i fixed it so <laughs> gabrielle alexa.com would they they
1: hack it into
0: it's like when people like, want to send spam emails, they will hack uh, websites that already exist and just have those websites send out spam emails. So I was sending out like hundreds so of they, spam they kinda emails. So they kind
1: of like co-opt whatever news, like, uh, email list you have.
0: No, like right. they had their own list. So they like logged in, uploaded their own list, created their own emails. So you don't even notice that it's happening. Uh-huh. But then my web host noticed and it was like, you're sending like hundreds of spam emails every day. So we shut down your account. And I was like, oh my God.
1: Oh, Wow
0: yeah ouch anyway so I fixed it I deleted them <laughs> and I changed my password I was using the same password uh, from junior high so that should be my that first would,
1: that will do it <laughs> that will be a thing um,
0: GabrielleAlexa.com <laughs> works and my first book How to Live with the Internet and Not Let It Run Your Life is out wherever books are sold and I am still in the book proposal part of my second book but when that shit drops buy it
1: well Gabrielle thanks for again for chatting with us and why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody
0: bye
1: gabrielle alexa ain't she a hoot uh is it weird that's billy saying hoot yeah i'm just like a hip hot auntie at 52 what's up uh if you enjoy my chit chat with her we've got an exclusive bonus episode coming out on patreon tomorrow and we're just talking about online dating and we're talking about well what apps could do to make the whole experience better you can gain access to that bonus episode as well as over 200 other bonus episodes at patreon.com/slash podcast. That's patreon, P A T R E O N.com/slash podcast. It's also like the best way you can support me and the work that I'm doing. But if you're not a Patreon type of person and you don't like monthly debits, hey, uh, I do accept Venmo and Cash App. I got handles in the show notes. I accept crypto, just hit me up and I'll figure out how to send you my wallet address, that's still kind of new for me. And of course, if if you would prefer to support my work, but you prefer to support the work where my dick is out, you can always check out my OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash Call Me Billy. I recently posted a really hot video of me jerking off in my car on my way to interview Rachel Steele. Gosh, gotta love those rest stops. I hope you all are enjoying your week. I hope you're doing something fun that makes you and or someone else or someone's else come hard. I guess it's me, uh, you know, encouraging you to go make people come hard that made this this uh, this solicitor who was like, hey, we're looking for podcasts that, you know, to join this network and we're going to make money together. And then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear more. And they were like, oh, wait, yeah, your show is kind of slutty. I don't think it's going to be a fit. <laughs> that that's why I'm up against people. I'm too slutty to make money with other podcasts. That's that's why I need you. <laughs> go forth and be a fun slut this weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, aka oops, we murdered a shit ton of Native Americans day. Oh gosh, just feels real really weird to go right into but and stay slutty. Oh, oh, Billy. Why? Why? <laughs> It's the vibrator that has no equal, and now Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manhorpodcom slash motorbunny or use promo code Manhor at checkout.